Wendless here, the host of the Latina She Serve podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about nonprofits you should know. These nonprofits I have either worked with directly or I feel that they do amazing things in the community and you should know about them. So about two weeks ago, I had a relapse with one of my traumatic brain injury symptoms. And I actually reached out to some of these organizations and these organizations uh, just said, what can we do to help you? And they came through for me. And these organizations are definitely about taking care of the veterans. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Headstrong Project. And Headstrong was founded in 2012 they provide confidential, cost-free mental health care treatment for military veterans and their families. So I was actually part of one of the initial cohorts that uh, Headstrong had back in 2012, but that was the first time I had my treatment with them. And they have a partnership with Cornell Medicine, and they work together to form these treatment plans for veterans. And this was the first time that I was introduced to EMDR therapy. And I was with them for almost a year when I lived in New York. And then in California, I actually had another relapse from my TBI symptom. And I reached out to them again. And again, they were, yes, you know, their intake was, I think they contacted me the next day after I um, asked for assistance. And they got me in immediately. And actually, in California is where I had my favorite therapist because she explained to me the science behind PTSD. And I'm not kidding. She brought out a model of a brain and she took it apart and she was naming all the different parts of the brain and the hormones and the synapses that happen. And she showed me the scientific and the biological process that happens in your brain when you're having a PTSD trigger. So Seeing that, seeing the scientific approach just completely changed my mindset on PTSD. Because now anytime that I have a trigger, whether it be a flashback or nightmares or whatever the case may be, I'm like, oh, okay, my brain is having a chemical process right now. And I just have to stay still for a few minutes and let this process happen. And then I'll be back to normal. It made me feel like, I'm not crazy. Like these aren't just feelings and emotions that are I'm making up and feeling in my head. There is actually a chemical reaction happening right now and it's going to pass. So that really, really changed my mind um, about PTSD. And unfortunately, they could not uh, assist me while we lived in Japan because they have to go by licensing rules and it just wasn't feasible when we were overseas. However, uh, now that I'm back in the States and like I mentioned, I had a little relapse with one of my symptoms a couple of weeks ago and I reached out to them again and again, they are assisting me again. So I highly, highly recommend the Headstrong Project and one of their co-founders, uh, Zachary, he's actually running for mayor of New York and, you know, politicians Politics aside, this is definitely a person who truly cares about the veterans. So um, I was really excited to see that uh, Zachary was running for mayor from New York, especially since I lived there for a big chunk of my life, you know. So good luck to him. 
And moving on to the next one, Wounded Warrior Project. You know the log, the logo. You see them everywhere. If you just see the logo, you know exactly that that belongs to Wounded Warrior Project. I have been an alumni with them since I was injured in 2010. Um, however, I never really utilized the resources and the programs available to me because I, you know, I'm stubborn. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need that. And, you know, I reached out to them this last time and they came through like, what can we help you? What do you need? And I was given a list of resources of different ways that they that they help wounded and injured veterans that I was just mind blown. Um, but one of the things that they really helped me with was reconnecting with my veteran identity while I lived in Japan. I was kind of in this weird zone where I was with active duty service members and military spouses. And then there's me who was prior active duty, still in the reserves and still a military spouse as well. So it was really, it was a complicated trying to figure out like, where do I belong? And then because of COVID, a lot of their uh, programs went virtual and I was able to participate in veteran only events. And I didn't realize how much, how much of a huge part of my identity being a veteran is and how much I miss being around that community. So it, it's it's so important, and that, like one of my future guests, we we delve deep into that. So I can't wait to have that conversation with her. Um, but with Wounded Warrior Project's virtual event, I was able to participate in a women veterans writing group, game nights, virtual workouts, and even cooking classes. So again, you know, they are one of the big nonprofits, and you know, they they do a lot. So. Forget what like any negative connotation that you may hear, but they really do assist veterans. If you require the assistance, if you are a combat veteran, if you you know look at their guidelines, their specific guidelines that you have to that you have to meet in order to qualify for the services. But even if you don't, they will direct you to the resources of where you can get assistance. So that's one thing that has been really helpful. Then. Number five fund, America's Fund. They have been with me since I was injured in 2010. And when I had my uh, TVI, they actually sent me uh, a new iPad. And the iPad was full of apps with cognitive exercises and games. Because when I first got injured, I, had, I suffered from short-term memory loss. And I was having you know, difficulty retaining information. So those apps really helped me with those neurological and brain activities to get my memory to where it is now. And they, they have their godsend. They really go above and beyond for the veterans as well. They send you gas cards to get to your appointment. And then I think what my favorite part about being with Semper Fi Fund is every month, I get a monthly email directly from my case manager asking me how I am, how they can support. And it's not like a generic email either. It's like tailored to the veteran, like it's tailored to me. And I don't know, I just feel like going above and beyond to like, hey, how are you doing? But like, no, really, how are you doing? It goes a long way. And they're, they've still been assisting me till this day. So I absolutely love them. Then, of course, I have to feature Claymore Vets. It was created by a friend of mine, Maria Salazar. She was uh, one of our previous episodes where you can hear her story. 
Um, so her nonprofit is Art Therapy for PTSD. It, she provides clay therapy for veterans. And you can find more information on her Facebook and Instagram page. I know that she has a fundraiser going on and she, I think they're doing a virtual auction soon. So check out Claymore Vets. I can't wait to go to New York, New Jersey and participate in one of these clay making activities. Art is not my uh, strong suit, but she said it doesn't matter. So I was like, okay, I'm sold. The next one, he was actually our guest the previous episode, Veterans Adventure Group, where Justin talked about his organization and how he wanted to create a safe space for veterans to just go and have fun. Like regardless whether you're injured or not injured, it doesn't matter if you serve four years or 20. His intention is just get together and go climb a mountain, but safely. He will make sure that you have all the safety equipment, the safety protocols for climbing or scuba diving or skydiving or whatever the activity is so that you can participate in these events together, but safely. So Veterans Adventure Group, I cannot wait because we've already talked about climbing Mount Rainier. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to. The next organization is near and dear to my heart, the USO the United Service Organization, which has been around since 1941. So I have been an active volunteer with them since I joined the Marine Corps in 2006. The USO provides a plethora of services for service members and their families. And then of course, depending on your regional location, check out what's going on in your area. So in Iwakuni, the USO did so much for the families from the, what's it called, the newlywed game. They did pasta nights. Um, now that I'm back in Northern Virginia, I know Quantico just opened a new USO. When I lived here before, I was an avid volunteer with the Fort Belvoir USO. When I live in California, San Diego, you know, they're everywhere and, they're o- and they always want to help. However, one program that I will always be thankful for is the United Through Reading program. When I was in Kandahar, Afghanistan, this program allowed me to read a book to my daughter, who was a year and a half old at the time when I deployed. And she was able to listen to me read Harry Potter to her as her bedtime story, the entirety of my deployment. And that's always going to be special. Like, even though I couldn't be there for her, like, at least she heard my voice. So that was really special. I'm always forever going to be grateful to the USO for what they've done for me, what they do for our other members of the military. And then last but not least, I have to talk about Leave No Pause USA, which is my nonprofit. I created this nonprofit when uh, November of 2019. So we're a grassroots nonprofit and I created it after we moved from California to Japan because we really experienced an eye-opening experience with the hurdles of taking our dog overseas. Now, we got lucky in the grand scheme of things. Um, We didn't have that much of an issue bringing Prince to Japan. However, we are a rarity. Most cases of positivity with transporting your pets are a rarity. And And more so now because of COVID, So it's so expensive and we didn't realize how expensive it was to bring your pets overseas with you. And so Leave No Paws Behind USA is 
lobbying to include pet transportation fees into the Armed Forces Appropriation Budget for OCONUS moves, specifically OCONUS moves and specifically for active duty military families. And I know we have a lot of DOD contracting, et cetera, et cetera, but we have to start somewhere. And right now my target focus is to help those active duty families. And, you know, lobbying for this cause has been, it's been a lot of hard work and we've definitely made some movement. I, you know, I have some contacts in the Hill and I've been talking about this left and right, left and right. I have a lot of good people on my team who advocate with me. And it's just, you don't know what you don't know, right? It's like that Trevor Noah skit, like, now you know. And I had no idea that this was even an issue until I started researching. And I started reading, or people started reaching out to me, like I just spent over $3,000, $6,000, $10,000 to bring my my dog, my cat, my two dogs, my two cats, um, because the system is broken, you know, like there's, there's no across the board regulation when it comes to moving pets. And some people get told this, other people get told that, some people say yes, some people said no, then you can do everything right, all your T's crossed, or your I's dotted, show up to this terminal, and the agent tells you no. Okay, my spouse has to get on that plane. Like, what do I do with my pet? Like, what do they expect you to do to just leave your pet there? Take it to a shelter? Like, no, you know, it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's unfair, and it's unjust to put this family through this emotional pain. And if you don't have a pet, that's fine. There's people that disagree with me all the time. Like, no, military, the government should not be in charge of paying for your pet. But you know what? I have read the Armed Forces Appropriation Budget. Raise your hand if you have done that. But I know what's in that budget. I know what's in those bills. And I also know what the military has paid for our family. And if I have to give up you know, a certain amount of weight for my household goods so that my dog could come, so be it. Because I know a lot of families will share in that sentiment. Because our our, our, our pets are part of our family and they're our constant. So you go to Japan for the Navy, that's a high deployment rate. They are gone. They are gone every six months. You know, my husband, I think he was like gone every, oh, uh, well, it depends. There was a lot, there's a lot of exercises in the Pacific, you know. So they were gone a lot. It's it's a high it's a high exercise location, and it's nice to have that dog or that cat that's that constant in that family. Whether you are a newlywed, whether you are getting close to retirement, whether you are a family with one child or four child, guess what? That pet has been with you through it all. And that is, that's your, that's your constant. And to have, and to be told, Hey, you're going to have to leave it behind or, Hey, you can't, you know, like we just, sorry, figure it out. It's just unsafe for me. And so that's how Leave No Pause Behind USA got created. Um, you can find the Facebook page. You can find our Instagram, you can go on our website because we are a green grass uh, nonprofit. We're very low on funding, you know, like the primary cause is to lobby, to have a, a long-term effect 
a long-term financial effect for military families. Right now, I we don't have we can assist financially, but it's not going to cover an entire transportation cost, which could be up to six thousand dollars, especially now with COVID. So that is what I got for this week. Uh, short, sweet, to the point. Definitely check out those nonprofits. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. The Latina She Serve podcast has teamed up with Art Peruque, a dance fitness studio located in the United Kingdom who offers virtual classes. So no matter where you are in the world, you can dance with them. They offer Peruvian folkloric dance classes that are representative of the three regions of Peru, the coast, the mountains, and the jungle. They take you on a journey through the culture and history of Peru through several detailed choreographies. I stumbled upon them during the 2020 pandemic lockdown. I have danced Peruvian folk dance since I was a teen, and through their virtual classes, I was able to reconnect with my cultural roots again. Use the code LATINASHESERVED to get 10% off their fitness packages. Go to www.latinashesterved.com and search under sponsors to get the direct link to their website.